Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. It's time now for Mind Your Business. And I'm sure you've heard, you know, these gaming giant names, Electronic Arts, Sega. They all actually have something in common. Our next guest, I understand, could be it. The thing that they have in common, he has led brands under these giants over the past two decades. He's also known as the co-founder of Linksys. You'll probably be quite familiar with that name. It's on your internet routers. And he's now joined VE Capital. It's a management consulting firm and he is its group chairman. And as a valuable addition to VE Capital, he has actively been involved in the strategic acquisitions, providing advice and key insights on the potential acquisitions which he identified to be vital in supporting their business verticals. He then went on to lead the company's acquisition efforts with VE Capital Asia's CEO Jun Yong acquiring six companies in six months. So they've got a mission to assist businesses in their digital transformation through affordable technological solutions. He's also responsible for guiding the team in streamlining the processes involved to achieve effective and efficient integrations. And we're talking about doing all of this in the shortest possible time frame. To talk more about his previous experiences and his latest role at VE Capital Asia, we're joined by David Ng, Group Chairman of VE Capital Asia. Good morning, David. Good morning. So, David, you've got a pretty accomplished career. Tell us more about your role here, though, and what you are focusing on at VE Capital Asia. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure and honor to be here. And as group chairman, I give strategic direction to the company board of directors and at the same time sort of guide them uh, on providing all these digitalization services that uh, the company provides um, to SMEs and larger enterprises across the region. How have you found the SME scene, the startup scene, I mean, in terms of the evolution over the past few years here in Asia? I guess COVID has affected that significantly, especially with uh, those startups that are involved in retail, especially the smaller mom-and-pop shops. I think the government locally has done their best in trying to get them on the digital path for them to bring their businesses online. And that has been a huge challenge for them. So V Capital aims to sort of help that along the way. Uh, we are an end-to-end solution provider that helps especially the e-commerce and um, logistics verticals to provide solutions for them to improve their services. I've worked with SMEs before, and one thing I've noticed is that while they recognize the need for help and assistance in the short and medium term, they tend to be very cautious about approaching management consultancies or using management consultants. Have you found a degree of resistance, perhaps? And whether or not you have, what does it really take to get them on board with all of these efforts? I think in a lot of these um, companies, they want to do it because they need to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a fear of uh, technology and maybe it's the cost issue. So we've worked um, hand in hand with uh, government enterprise, uh, government companies like Enterprise Singapore in order to make it maybe more affordable or get grants for them in order to make the journey less painful so that they would adopt. Because 
if you look at COVID, I think the footfall or the people going down to retail to buy products has dropped tremendously, and hence the rise of the big platforms, like marketplaces like Shopee, Lazada, uh, etc. But trying to get onto those platforms could be extremely prohibitive for them because they either don't have the right knowledge to do it or all their goods exist in the physical realm. They need to digitize everything take photos of them, be in the right format, have digital marketing people that know how to then list their products and then manage that. So that's a lot of work for them, right? And a lot of them don't have the expertise uh, to do it. So this is where we come in. We're not just management consulting. That's one of the businesses that we have. Uh, we provide a lot of different solutions that would really help them to convert their business to a, a digital one. David, I want to talk a little bit about your own evolution in the tech scene. You've held pretty significant roles, uh, Electronic Arts, Sega, Linksys. I mean, what have your own personal observations been where your role has evolved uh, in the tech industry? I've been in business for over 30 years. And through those years, the first half of my life was spent in hardware. Mm-hmm. Right, Linksys is one of them. Yeah. I started in the late 80s where I brought a lot of big brands like, for example, Creative Technology. I was the first distributor of creative in Russia. Mm-hmm. A very unlikely place to be, yeah. but um, 88, 89, I went to Russia and I established a distribution business there. And I brought a lot of homegrown products there to sell. And that was very successful. And that was my first part of goal. Then later on uh, in 1998, I did a joint venture with Linksys CEO and brought their brand here in Singapore. And from here, we built the home router and then we scaled it across the world to over 30 countries. And there we, I helped to build the first unicorn, right? And that was year 2003 when it was sold to Cisco. Um, so it went from me bringing products from around this region and bringing it to the world to me bringing brands from the rest of the world into Singapore, using Singapore as a base and then scaling it across uh, the entire region. Brands like uh, Sega, of course where I did a joint venture with them about seven years ago and founded GoGame, which is my gaming business. So first half of my life, hardware. Second half half of my career, uh, everything software, everything digital, from games to e-commerce solutions, AI, machine learning, etc., which is what V is all about. Mm. What made you want to pivot in that direction instead? Uh, I saw the world changing. Right. Uh, Linksys was the digital gateway to the home. So every house has a door, right? but every house also has a digital door. I wanted to have dominance over that digital door. And through that, you can provide recurring services on and on and on. And as I saw the world move towards uh, gaming, you know, back when Apple and Google first started their smartphones, um, I saw that was a huge opportunity that I want to ride that wave as well. And then came the event of uh, e-commerce platforms, marketplaces. So I thought that would be the most efficient way and that would replace the traditional distribution, wholesale, retail model. And as you can see from the growth of some of the platforms, uh, that has happened, right? And so providing solutions to make it more convenient, to make it more efficient, more productive, would definitely be the right path forward. And I, I thought that, I mean, the world uh, revolves around the consumer. Mm. So anything that we could do to provide that convenience to the consumer would definitely help to scale the business. Mm. 
you, you talked about the world evolving, and I'm curious. I mean, do you have or did you have a list of do's and don'ts as a technopreneur when you enter this scene? And if you were entering today, how has that list evolved? How would that list evolve? Everything is guided by data. Sure. Right. In the gaming world, it's all about understanding all the users that are on your platform. So one of the games that I publish worldwide, and I've done a lot, right, for Sega, for Disney, for many other companies, we had over 30 million users on that. But out of those 30 million users, only 3% of them paid any money in the game. Mm. So you need to have the right data. So those are free-to-play games, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to have the right data in order to understand who are the payers, who are the potential buyers, who are the loyalists, right? And how do you convert them? So I think that translates to everything that we do today, be it in e-commerce or in uh, digital marketing. It's able to find that right customer that's going to be a paying user within your ecosystem and using the right tools, right? AI, uh, analytics, etc. I'll give you a simple example right now. Card abandonment rate in e-commerce Mm-hmm. is 75%, mm-hmm. which means that people have the habit of clicking and, okay, I want to buy this in the future and clicking and then put it there in the cart, but 75% of them abandon the cart. They yeah. don't ever complete it. So we bought a company or we started a company specifically to look at that segment. How do we increase, uh, reduce the cart abandonment rate in order to increase the efficiency of sales? Right? The AI would go out there and look at who has put products into their uh, the cart and then try to get these people to complete the sale. Sometimes it's they just forgot about it, right? They just place it there and wait for the next 5-5 five, five sale, 6-6 six, six sale, 7-7 seven, seven sale that is on, ongoing. Yeah. They just need that little push, you know, here's a $10, $10 coupon, could you complete your purchase? And using humans to do that is extremely inefficient. So we've used machine learning and AI uh, techniques in order to make that more efficient. That's the adoption of technology in order to improve sales in that way, yeah. You know, these days we're so, seeing so many technopreneurs arise and all of them wanting to build unicorns. Based on your observations, what are the most common mistakes they make in this process? Because clearly most of them don't succeed. A few will, but a lot of them don't. What are those mistakes that ought to be avoided? I think it's about crossing the chasm, right? Everybody has learned that step about survivability is the first uh, important thing. So how I would think about it would be look for the verticals first, of which there are already unicorns that have been uh, built in other countries, like, for example, in the U.S. or in India or in China, where the markets are much bigger and they are self-sufficient. And then look at those models, bring them over to this part of the world, and then try to emulate and build those models because they've been proven, right? Proven verticals, proven business models, and then if you emulate it, like I have invested also into venture capital company here, and then that, that company actually invests into Southeast Asian startups. And that's how we actually look for unicorns, right? We look for those in the right sectors, for example, in e-commerce or in education technology, in fintech, etc. So m- many people think about building unicorns from the ground up, and a lot of times that is not really feasible, right? We are going about it in a very uh, different way, in particular with VE Capital. We not only grow organically and help the companies that we acquire, we also grow by acquisition, right? Looking at the companies that would add to our ecosystem 
and that we were able to cross-sell to our customer base, which are users, and we have hundreds and hundreds of these users. Right? And, and then from there, we achieve efficiency and productivity, and then we grow. Right? Eventually, we'll get to, like this year, we're going to acquire maybe 10 companies, and then we'll grow to 100 million revenue, and then we scale from there. Mm. Right? Yeah. Uh, David, just as a final question to wrap things up, there are a lot of trends happening in the tech industry. I'm curious, right now, what is the top trend that you're keeping a close eye on in the tech industry? Oh, well, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> Maybe just name, the top one. <laughs> I think uh, artificial intelligence, machine yeah. learning is one of the top one. But of course, that has to go with tremendous amount of data collection. Yeah. Yeah. And the efficiency of the data collection is important. So one of the big things that we are starting to build out right now in terms of solutions for large logistics providers is digital twin. So I think that's a massive trend that is uh, coming on board. So what it is, is capturing uh, data from every single camera, let's say in a warehouse, and then we build a complete digital twin of that particular warehouse, right? And then, then we can simulate, say, flows of goods, processes, flows of manpower, avoid accidents, etc., by having that digital twin versus a physical you know, warehouse. Right? And we're doing it for very large logistics providers at this moment with the help of Singapore government as well. Um, so I, I think that is something that is massive. It's also applying what we have in the gaming world, for example, creating a digital metaverse, mm-hmm. right? But then we do it in physical premises so that we can clearly see everything that's going on from every single angle there is. Right. So physical as well as in the metaverse, that digital experience to get it <laughs> righter. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that, David. Appreciate it. David Ng, Group Chairman, VE Capital Asia. You stay safe and take care, David. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.